Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports Best Friends. The potification of Cooper Cronk's nose, Gary Ablett's arms and Mersud Ozil's blonde tips. My name is Big T, the unofficial mayor of Balmain and outspoken West Tigers incessant. Gentle tinkles you may or may not hear now are the, in the background is not people pissing themselves laughing but instead Gussie Roundface, the head of security here at the Stripe House, doing the rounds. The gold shimmer you will hear in our voices today is brought to you by the best producers beer can buy, Mr Merchandise and Uncle Tim, and crammed into Bowman's best-kept cupboard like the number one hits on Led Zeppelin 4, Miguel Fat Mike Sanchez and the Dr Hugo Hauser, MD. Hello, gents. Hello. How are you feeling? Good. Good. How are you feeling? (laughs) I could be better after that Tigers game. Yeah. Now, let me quickly explain the addition to your nickname, Doctor. The kid from um, Doogie Hauser MD was a genius, but he wasted all of his talents becoming a doctor, which is easily the worst, most stressful, horrible job in the entire world. But you have put your geniusness into um, learning about sports and putting that into sports. So. Yep, wasted talents. <laughs> we are. Very, yeah, common links. <laughs> now, just before uh, our managers from Dolly Magazine call and complain, I'd like everyone, but especially our employers, to know... These views are our own. Beers, gentlemen. Today we have the finest. Well, the second finest. You liked VB. Yeah, wasn't? that's true. The deformed cousin to his new. Can I just put out there? <laughs> Looks good. Out with the Cheers. old, in Cheers. with the new. Oh, yes. That's a very well done. VB was the state of origin sponsorship of the failed 2017 16 campaigns. They must need some different minerals to win. And there. we're going back to the. Um, to his new formula for the 2018-19. Very good. Now, Doctor, the to his new want you to answer, in which year was the first Australian New Rules grand final played at the MCG? The MCG. Jesus Christ. Australian Rules. Uh, in which year was the first Australian Rules grand final played at the MCG? It would have to be in the 80s. Would it? I think. Well, then you need to call... Too is because they reckon it's 1902. 19. The AFL wasn't. That was either. a while ago. The AFL wasn't invented there, as the. Oh, v- I'm, I mean, you can corroborate my thing. I mean, Australia is invented. Then the next minute, they're doing a grand final in 1902. But after federation. Yeah, that's. Um, Misprint. False Free stats. Beer, surely. False stats. That's bullshit. I've got a um, a sports best friend we haven't had on this podcast oh. just yet. We'll see if there's any listeners out there with this um, best friend. Knowledge. With which sport do you associate Craig Spence? The name sounds vaguely familiar, but car racing. Oh, no, can I take motorsports in general, actually? Motorsports, one of your favourite? Better than that. Yeah, fucking badminton. Not as good as that. Really? Table tennis, table tennis. Not as good as that. That's better than badminton. Yeah. Okay, okay, what is it? You chase a white ball around. Miguel Sanchez has been practising. No, 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 Curling. Golf. Oh, oh golf. golf. What sort all of golfer right. are you? You said you were practising the holidays. <laughs> I only follow the shark, <laughs> all right? Yeah. And I've got a sports best friend that we have covered who were the first ever joint Dally M Award winners in 2014. Gronk and... Nah. Uh, 2014. I'm going to go with... Not Lockyer. It's going to be Jonathan Thurston. One of them. And... Cam Smith. And... Give you a clue. Kane? Yeah. Oh, great answer. Yes. Well done. I should have my own goddamn sports podcast. Uh, weeks, gentlemen, tell me about them. Uh, good. Yeah, pretty relaxing. Didn't really get up to much this weekend. We're allowed to go back to work, so that all sucked. Yeah, that was that was tough. 
tough first week. I think we can all agree. And Friday, Doctor, did you were you away this weekend? Are you away no, last I've weekend? A, I've had a great weekend. I've uh, had family around, caught up with some long lost cousins. Went and saw a great movie in last. The swamp? Did you catch up with them in the swamp? No, no. <laughs> Get the feet dry. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, went and saw a great movie, Baby Driver. I, I heard that there. that's quite a good film. Yeah. Uh, I went because my mum walked out of the first 20 minutes, so I knew it was going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> it's the canary in the mine for films, That's isn't it? exactly Fair right. Fair enough. Yeah, right. Uh, I, speaking of movies, I went and saw Wonder Woman the other day. Dang. Good movie, entertaining movie, and who, that lady, the, the Israeli lady from Israel. Yeah. Oof. Israeli can wear a hat, let me mm. tell you. I didn't see a movie, but Dunkirk is definitely on the that looks agenda as discussed earlier. Looks this fantastic. week in movies, uh, we put five stars on. <laughs> uh, five locks for one film. Doctor, you're finished building your house. What's doing with it? Uh, yeah, we're finishing touches. We've got a landscaper came around this weekend to give us some advice on plants. So Was it Don Burke? <laughs> well, funny you say that. This bloke has Shut been up. selling it plants to Don, Don Burke. Burke. Oh, he was. Oh, wow. thank God. He kept, dropping, he kept dropping Don Burke. Don Burke wanted this, Don Burke wanted that. Uh, so we know what you we're know not you're getting. In the right hands then, yeah. Peter. That's right. Sure. It turns out that Don Burke doesn't know much about plants by the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> now, how's MasterChef cracking? Because I know you're a big MasterChef yeah, fan. It's, um, it's tonight's the second last episode, so I missed that oh, because so of my love for the pod. But there will be the final tomorrow. And I'm pretty excited to see Straight away. Was. Yeah, I think they run it. I think it's tomorrow night. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm getting the nod from When does Uncle the next Tim. season start? Next year, presumably. <laughs> next year? It'll be three weeks. They'll I have some so. junior one or some celebrity So my one. sandwich bet that I made earlier on in the year uh, has folded because my yep. person that I bet on has now been eliminated. Mm. But I'm pretty interested to see who wins. So Who coughed up a sandwich? No, no one because she no also up. lost. Oh, right. yeah, see, I once lost. did an excellent sandwich bet with your brother about um, The Bachelor Bachelorette, mm. where he took one guy and I took the entire field and I still lost. He picked it in week <laughs> one who was going to win. Well, I was impressed because I picked this person in a similar week and mm-hmm. they made it up until maybe two or three weeks ago. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. Now, Dr. Torgus through my name meetups, I came up briefly with um, with Soph when she was on last time. We just had an excellent one-year anniversary of my name meetups last week. Yeah. A- and then we have t- talk me through the theme of this Monday's meal meetup. Well, there was a paper anniversary, as you would do mm. for one I saw the preparations one year anniversary last yeah. Sunday. The effort gone to by the host, there was candles, champagne. Mm. At the Stripe House. Best crockery. Yeah. It was amazing. It fancy. Yeah. No, no um, tags on the napkins either. One of the best parts was you could see the closet from within the um, dining room, but you couldn't actually be within it. It was... Um, Everyone turned up with some pretty special dishes. Yeah, because we was do a, there a theme? Gentlemen? We do a potluck. Paper. Well, it's, because it was a one-year anniversary, it was paper. Yes. And so what that meant was that everybody has to bring potluck to do with something to do with paper. Yeah. And then, obviously, someone did rice paper rolls. Of uh, someone cooked something with uh, baking paper. Baking paper. Someone served the daily telly. Oh, oh no, no one's going to eat no shit. One went there. <laughs> and um, we're friends after all. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, but this week's thing. It was. No, this, the coming tomorrow's. Oh, we're going to Sea Bay down in Pitt oh, Street. And I'm putting this bastards. out here. It's the. You can come. I don't really want to. Okay. <laughs> Not with you guys. <laughs> it is. Too much time. I'm officially putting it out there. It is the best. Dumpling in Sydney. Run at it's, me. I'd oh, yeah. agree. At no, the no, biggest tiger. <laughs> Run at me. So good Mike won't come. Yeah. yeah. 
I get that by myself because I'm embarrassed about how much I ate. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> well. The West Tigers have continued their walk along the NRL tightrope. And with that soundbite, let's talk stupid best friends about rugby league. I'll be running my brain over each of the NRL's rounds of this round, round 20. And this is the league. This is the rugby league round that was. It was ladies, no, women in league round. Yep. And I'd like to personally thank and recognise the wonderful work that the large section of our football community does. Uh, my Nova Castri mum who brought me up loving league and I'll never forget the 97 grand final her and I watched together. My beautiful wife who changed teams when we married um, just to support the Tigers with me and all my rugby league endeavours. On a larger scale, I'd like to thank Tina who was at Birchgrove Oval every Sunday being the ground manager from 8 till 4. I'd also like to recognise Ruan Sims for being an excellent player, leader and role model in the Gillaroos. Yvonne Samson for her witty and insightful commentary at Julia underscore Gulia underscore for being a hilarious and devoted West Tigers fan on Twitter. And finally, the girls on the At O Errol podcast who do an excellent job both for the NRL media and on the podcast. Do you guys ever, do you use the NRL app at all? I do. I've started using it. Have you yeah. ever looked at the the excellent, um, not summaries, highlights that they do, which is like a small story Sweet of each shots. game? First it's of all. It's good if you can't find time to. Oh, for sure. And I game, don't, for sure. tell me another sport that does such an excellent job of it. The AFL app is also um, do they do those similar? Okay. I think yeah, they must be one. produced by a similar, similar firm. Mm. Very similar. If you're a Telstra layout. customer, the NRL one is free data too. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, if I'm just trying to look at, I mean, the NFL or baseball, they are the NBM Major League Baseball. They don't do anywhere near as good a highlight reels as the yeah. NRL. Anyway, and the girls who are from O'Arrow Podcast are some of the people who put this together. Right. Uh, these are just job. some of the women who do great jobs in the rugby league community and I thank them deeply. Let's look at Thursday, Bronco and Dogs. Either of you gentlemen get a chance to look at this one? I saw bits, bits and bobs. Right. Yep. Result was unsurprising. 42-12. Well, that scoreline I thought was surprising. The pasting. The Broncos looked good enough uh, and the Dogs looked like dirt. The dogs are in this for about six minutes, the first six minutes, and then look to be playing in a different age grade from for the next 74 minutes. The dogs had a 40% possession but still found time to make 10 errors. Wow. That's disgusting. I'm secretly loving this though. I love the dogs. Losing. Um, yeah, being at this end of the table all the way down here with us and I'm going to absolutely give it to them if they eventually get below us. Mm-hmm. You can almost taste that happening. Before we move on to the um, next game by the sounds of that, sandwich bets come later on in the podcast but this <laughs> is the perfect time to drop one. I'm staying well away <laughs> from you and your fucking sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, um, what do you got? Mr Vegemite over there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, the Tabasco sauce sandwich has got me through university. Coach so speculation. That's what he is. Coach speculation. Des Hasler. I'm putting a sandwich on the fact that there will be a headline this week that Des Hasler's job is on the line again. I think. Oh, hold on. Headline that it's in the news. I'm sure. No, do you it, want to do one that he d- isn't the coach by the end of the year? Oh. You well, have, you mull over it. You mull that over. If it goes with along with her Tigers being ahead of them, that would be a good combo. Mm. Oh, God, that would be delicious. Uh, Friday, Rooting Stars and Newey, 28-6. This was my lock of the week. It was. And although I feel dirty in doing it, I was so happy to found it, uh, to have done it. I found myself, though, cheering for the Knights, even though I had a sandwich riding on the Roosters. The Roosters didn't even play well. That's the thing that upset me the most about the whole entire thing. And they looked poorly organised and impotent. 
They just had some better individuals and more belief. And I hate that the Knights made Fergie look good when he was playing football, particularly in women in league round. Yeah. I'm surprised there wasn't He's a, not the there was an injunction there of that week. Mm. Should have been a court injunction to stop him <laughs> playing that week. I love that SKD scored his first try and that it was against the Roosters. He scored it for the Knights. What I'm really finding patronising is the level of comment, the level that commentators stoop to to make us feel like the Knights can win, though. Have you watched a, t- a Knights game recently? Uh, no, and I haven't paid that much <sighs> attention to the commentary that's been. Delivered. They have been in games they could have won, like against the Dogs, but this one they were never in. And them saying things like, the Knights are really trying here, is boarding on insulting. That's one step away from saying... You know, at least it looks like the Knights are having fun while they're playing. I mean, this is... You know, that goes... I was at Victoria's basement looking for some um, kitchen bits and pieces and the wooden spoon section full <laughs> of Newcastle Knights memorabilia. There you go. Uh, and Tigers memorabilia also? <laughs> no. We've never had one. What are you talking no, about? No. no. Um, I mean, for me... I mean, for everyone, the base level for professional sport is trying. It's not a compliment. I don't think you can get very far if you're trying. Sure, I'm pretty sure you have a contract yeah, to play. Yeah, and it shouldn't be commented on, therefore. And I found it really interesting when Nathan Brown in the press conference afterwards spoke directly about that. He said he was really disappointed when they'd make line breaks, the, the Knights would make a line break, and then their key players, and he, and he said key players wouldn't turn up. And then he went on to say, and name and shame, his halfback and fullback saying, like, these people aren't turning up when we mm. did line breaks. That's nuts. Uh, but I respect that as a coach, that he would go out and say that because effort and trying in professional sports is not a base level. So fire up Newcastle and actually put something together. Yep. Very much so. Mm, great. <clears throat> I'm just trying to compose myself yeah, I again. Say, I love the Knights. That's the other thing that upsets me yeah, about this I'm, whole thing. I'm a secret fan of the Knights also. You've got... i got many secret fan teams. track of this. Mm. you got heaps. Anyway, on Friday night as well, the Sharks played the Rabbits, 26 to 12. This game ended up a similar scoreline that most people would have predicted. Uh, the only surprising thing was that South were in it with a real chance for a good part of the game. But the Rabbitohs love an incomplete set and the Sharks love turning those into opportunities and then points. I'm happy um, they won as the Rugby League's best dinosaur, a.k.a. Luke... Lewis. Lewis. Lewis had his 300th game and I'm glad that they won it for he's him. He's got three but seasons in him still, I think. Oh, he's smashing it. With two more clubs, I think. Secret favourite player, Mike, is that what? Yeah, <laughs> secret favourite robot. Yeah. Equal. Um, Jimmy Maloney, there's some big news there. That he's going... Stun his hand, broke his hand. Oh, uh, right. There's also this news I keep, well, I, I think it might be fake news, but he might be going to the Knights next year, people keep saying. <laughs> wow. And that, and the, is that a consolation for us? And the Kronk goes to the Sharks. Oh, really? Yeah, well, that's what I keep hearing. The Kronk. Who wins out there? No one. So did his hand, how long is he out for? I didn't see that. Well, there's big, I think it's a, a break. So yeah, it's a few right. weeks. Because there's some other big breaks in the Melbourne game that come up later. Saturday, the Panthers played the Titans. That was 24-16. Anybody have a lock on that game? I can't remember. Nah, not me personally. Yeah, no, okay. I no, that what... was my lock. <coughs> now I'm not. <laughs> did the plane uh, I get points for being ambitious. Did no. the plane take off? No. I didn't watch it. No, he didn't. Panthers looked in control again as Nathan Cleary had a stellar second half of the year. Last year he had an incredible second half. This year he's doing it again. I'm really enjoying both teams' brand Am of football. I to believe that he's only 20 years old? 19, 19. Dude. Fuck, man. Yeah. And he had, they had their guy who's excellent as well, who has a really pudgy face, um, the Gussie. Titans guy. Anyway, he's great as well. He's, oh, my God, that's going to really annoy me later when I listen back to this. But he, um, 
he also had an excellent game. He smashed it last week and so it was great that those two halves smashed each other this week. But uh, unfortunately Nathan Cleary was just too good. There was commentary that uh, Nathan Cleary is a much better 5'8 when Matt Moylan, sorry, halfback when Matt Moylan's yeah. not on the field. and that's, Well, that was last week that happened. Yeah, and that's two weeks. Andrew Moore on ABC No, 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 Radio. Moylan was there this week. But he was there was when he was off. I was listening oh, to today. Right, he Performed, was controlled the game. I think that's fake news. I think that's just they're trying to make a narrative. Moylan and Cleary and Wallace were all back together. The big their Penrith big, big three, <laughs> and they played really well together. I right. thought that Penrith's looking great. In fact, the Panthers um, are starting to look like the team that most people thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. Mm. And if they continue that charge. I would expect them to get in the eight, but I keep saying that. And there's, I now have about ten teams that I Who think will get now get in the eight. eight. Yeah, especially since St George turned up today. They did. Uh, still can't think of that guy's name. Move on. Saturday, the Raiders played the Storm, 2014, and I'm shocked to see that Cam Smith. I was shocked to see that Cam Smith came off the field. I can't ever remember that guy ever being injured ever. Right. Can First you remember him ever being injured? No. The Storm looked still composed with Billy and Smith out, but I was disappointed to see that they completed less than 80% of their sets. Luckily for Melbourne, the Raiders had less possession and completed less sets, meaning they could never really beat a team as well drilled as the uh, Storm. Ricky Stewart, after the game, blew up about how accountable the players had to be to the media and social media and that he had to be accountable to the media in the press conferences press conferences, but the referees didn't have to be accountable at a pref conference after the game and he said that was wrong. Do you guys agree with him? That opens a, a kettle of fish there. I, I really don't yeah, like how much that guy sledges the adjudicators of, of the game because you've got to have them to have a game. And he also is implicated, not implicated, but came out very vocally about the Dugan-Ferguson thing, which we'll get on to yes, yes, he did. later. And he... He does. He's not afraid to have a dig. I think. Mm. I think he just needs a better filter. Yeah. And I would hate to like be the touch judge near Ricky Stewart on the sideline because he sits on the sideline. Yeah. I could chairs. just imagine what the they touch put judge the, hears the from him in a game. Yeah. Mm. I can't move past this. Uncle Tim, can you please look up who the bloody half back is for the Titans because it's going to kill me for the rest of the goddamn thing. Uh, Saturday, the Cows and Warriors. Oh, I've, sorry, I didn't throw much sense in. As if we're going to get referees out there to, to talk about every minor Justify detail that happened after that game. I mean, nobody wants to do that role as it is. I think we should get Bill Harrigan on the commentary team. Wouldn't that be good? Do you ever listen to Triple M when he's on? He's excellent. Yeah. He's better than Sailor. Sailor sounds like he's had too much cough medicine <laughs> just before <laughs> the game. Big <laughs> <laughs> but, but Billy talks stuff through and then he often, he comes up with a call as it's going live and then the referees come up with a different one and he's, he brushes he's it right. off. He's mm. not going, oh, this is how it should be. Oh, my God. That's what coaches should be doing. Cows Warriors were on Saturday 24-12. What a great game considering the best players from each team were out. I thought the Warriors game management in the last 10 minutes was terrible. Considering their roster and their talent, even with Johnson out, um, to come up with nothing with two penalties back-to-back was so disappointing. They learned to kick the ball out on the full. They had a chance to get one of the best upsets of the round and they couldn't take it. Anyway, the Cows looked the real deal, even without Jonathan Thurston. Yeah, that's good news. I think the score line reflects good news. that too. Yeah. That is good news for the Cows too. Yeah, I don't game. hate them. As for a no, Queensland team, I don't really really hate them. And I think moving forward, that's got to be good in the minds of Cowboys fans and players. Yeah. Now, before um, 2015, had the Cows ever been in a grand final? I don't think so. Yeah, I think they were. They got one. close in um, 2005. They made a grand final. I thought in was it 05? Who they play in that grand final? Oh, 
Uh, you really don't no, know? No, I'm Because <laughs> it's time for you West to leave. Tigers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> do you like West Tigers, Mike? Yeah, I love them. That's, you do? One of your yeah. favourite teams? That oh, might yeah. be why I like the Cows a little bit. But I've got so many secret teams that I love, I, I just know. can't you keep track of the stats. for one team <laughs> anymore. Uh, today, Sunday, the Dragons played Manly. 52-22. Wow. wow. Dragons that put it to them. Um that's they, what we were talking about last week with their attitude. I think that's really... And you tipped, you tipped I the, dragons, the Dragons and I tipped Manly. Yeah, and I think that uh, they obviously have a lot... They're on the eight, the edge of the eight. Yeah. And you're now mentioning six, seven, eight teams that you reckon could get into the eight. So yeah. I feel like that they're now driven to... Yeah. Yes, the Dragons the couldn't buy a try last year. Yeah. And I think 52 points would have outdone their entire, entire, entire year total. Right. Exactly right. And that's that's credit to the roster and their... Um, I think McGregor not driving the training has been... Uh, he's had more focus on the job he's been <laughs> able to... Go. Off the drink. Yeah. I was best, happy to see that result. Best thing coming out of this game, though, was Cronk's commentating. Cooper Cronk. Really? Live oh. game commentating. He was... Is least. he showing uh, natural Excellent. aptitude? Well, that's everything. it. Work, ex- work experience boy. He's watching things like an eagle hawk. <laughs> <laughs> I love this Dragons team, though, this year when they're on. When they're on, they yeah. are the best team in the comp. Perfect forward pack, excellent backs. Uh, Widdop always has them playing super deep and it seems to really work for them. New bloke, Dufferty, had everyone singing, Dufferty for me, <laughs> Dufferty for you, I'll have a Dufferty. That just puts the Dragons up in my if mind. You, oh, for sure. If you like need that. a superhero. Yeah. And, of is. course. Duff man says a lot Duff of things. Man. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, it's always great to see Manly lose. My old friend, the dragon lady, uh, Kazza. Oh, I if you remember Kazza. Big Kaz, yeah, yeah, absolutely. In the car listening, ha-ha, where'd this come from? Who cares? Winners, you can never tell with the dragons, can you? I think Siri may have helped her with that. <laughs> yeah. she was but uh, so. I also got some solemn words from the Cogra Bay Eagle. Uh, which is a in-law cousin of mine. What can I say? Disappointing result. Looking good for about 12 minutes. Saints were on their game and they deserved to win. Sad emoji face. It's all on the emoji, isn't it's it? About it big Cogra Bay Eagle. Cogra Bay Eagle. He's a conflicted person. <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> the... coming or going. <laughs> Sunday, the mighty West Tigers versus the Eels 16-17. Just lost in an albiter. We all watched it together. Biggest surprise for me was that Tim Manor didn't get injured for 80 minutes, so good for him. Yeah, he played well, actually. First half, I couldn't believe we weren't winning. We couldn't convert those amazing opportunities we had. We had more ball. We had such a high completion rate, um, not just for us, but for any NRL team. And it was so great to see um, that we – no, sorry, it was so disappointing to see that we couldn't then turn it into a lead going in at the, at the halftime break. Full-time, though, look, I'm happy enough. We played well. Big shout-out to – to Cheekam, who had a, a great game. Yeah, great try-saver. And yeah. he hasn't played for us for weeks, and so not through injury, just through not being selected. So that was great for him. Really, though, the Eels are a better team than us this year, and we really made them play for that win. So we certainly weren't embarrassed, and that's a small tick from me. Yeah, It was good to see that. Mitchell Moses play well but not destroy us. Yep. Actually, yeah. that's a great point. And well. not um, kick the winning field goal. goal. That, that field goal was yeah, a tough pill to swallow. That was hard to watch. Yeah. That was hard to watch. What I read, though, one came from at real SJ O'Brien. Can easily see the improvement in the team the last few weeks. Sick of saying it but bring on next year. And from at five noose for a name. Not too disappointed. At least Moses copped a couple. Yes, so he did. Was a, early on there was a big hit. 
And I like that he didn't completely smash us as well. Um, now. I love sport. Thank you, Justin Timberlake. And thank you. Let's hear about what's been going on with your sports best friend's doctor. Wow. Can you remember back to that first podcast when I was sitting here and the Swans just well, hadn't had lost put in, put in won games. a yeah. game? It was six and six in a row. Six and oh, we were on struggle street, mm. and I put a sandwich bet down that we might win three more games this in season. The entire season, and some schmuck took that. Some legend took that, and that just spurred us on. And now we're ten from eleven in since that and podcast. They also beat really, ten from eleven. Ten from eleven. Did since. you beat GWS last week as well? Yes, that's a big game. Yes. To... I agree. Oh yeah. yes, we have done. It has been amazing to watch as a Swan supporter mm. to just Very know stuff. I would imagine to know that that form's come back. It is. Amazing. The Pride game last night, the second um, game which celebrates everyone's inclusion in AFL. Yep. That was a nice touch. It was fantastic. And Does the entire AFL do that or is it just the Swans? No, the Swans and Saints did it for the first time last year at Etihad. Okay. And I thought the Saints jerseys with the um, rainbow numbers looked swell. Yep. The, swell. The swell, pal. rainbow... The rainbow socks on the Swans just didn't do it justice mm. for a rain, for a inclusion. Um, but I suppose game. it's more about the message than the yeah. socks. Well, but it's, the, the socks is part of the message, right? I, don't, I it agree. Is. It's not coming. But it's a bit like it. the Sydney FC did the shoelaces, and that mm. is like that's like a little blip on the ra- yeah. on yeah. the radar. But I was thinking, I was looked back to see if the NRL had done much about um, inclusion, inclusion about in homosexuality, homosexuality. I can't I don't think, think they have. They haven't done anything in the league, but I, they have been the first um, sporting organisation to do a float. Paul Langmack, oh, Nigel yes, Bungano, this year. Um, yeah. So, but and I, the Dell was on that. Yeah, I felt that that didn't go far enough. They need something like in your face around that actually shows and people. Dated. Yeah, I agree. The um, clubs in the yeah, it was almost like a premiership. We want to achieve this this season. All right, let's do it there. Yeah. Um, but the Swans have absolutely been killing it. They're number one in the defensive league now. Really? They How do they measure that? Through like tackles, goals considered? Oh, goals. Um, tackles. tackles made, possessions. Uh, Callum Sinclair, who's in, who came in for Sam Reid, kicked five goals, top goal scorer Oof. last night. Five wow. goals, three. And he's a big man and he was absolutely on fire last night. Only Buddy Franklin only kicked three. But only, but isn't three a lot? Three is a good Better contribution. Yeah. yeah, it's a good contribution. The Swans were absolutely <laughs> solid through. They just the SCG is a small ground, but they made it look big. Yeah, there was just room everywhere, and St Kilda looked like they. So it sounds were like their seasons steadily. On the up. On the up. Maybe put your phone on silent because it's Uncle going Tim off. keeps messaging us. <laughs> it is, was, that, is that all the Swans support? It must <laughs> <yeah>. be. <laughs> it was. Is this live now? Is this live tweeted? Yeah. But the, um, yeah, so we're back to number one def- defence. And if you've got Ash a good defence. Ash Taylor is what he's saying. It's Ash Taylor's the halfback for the Titans. All right. If you've got a good defence, you're usually pretty, you're pretty strong in the AFL. And we're inside uh, the eight and we're only percentage out of the top four. So we're, number, we're six, but we're only percentage out of the top four. And it sounds like What's the percentage writing on? Win rates? For and against. Oh, for and against. So, so you're one supporter, you never would have thought that would happen at the start of the season. This season, definitely not. Definitely. Did you definitely put money not. on them by any chance? 
No, no, I haven't put any money. I don't. I don't. I don't usually. I do try either. not to bet too much. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's not true. I always put it, but on the bet responsibly the if you do. Yes, yeah, exactly. Oh, sure. Very good. So yeah, there's been some some great wins for the Swans, but AFL in general is just flying. Mm. What the, do you mean? the crowds are looking good. The crowds are looking good. The AF, that's the only thing the AFL's got is that they often have a home crowd record that's excellent because the game looks like shit anywhere any other way to watch it. It's terrible on the radio. It's terrible on television. It's excellent live. Well, there's something to, I would think that's something to take um, precedence on, wouldn't you? You'd want to nah. actually well, if it's going to be instill anyway, that in your game. Yeah, you want nah. it to be good live. If it's shit live, then you're going to have right. real problems. Why do you play? Well, the, let's. I mean, the whole reason let's why you play a sport, one. but is is it for you or is it for everybody watching? For you. Oh, day. We'll anyway, we've got one. five rounds left in the AFL, we do. and the Swans are again of. Looking like they've got to play, they've got to play Hawthorne next week. Which, but they're not that great this year, is that? Right? Hawthorne haven't been that great, but they're a, a top side. They're just waiting. They're, they're a bit a like the team. Geelong of old. Yeah. Mm. They're trying. They're just struggling a little bit. But we've got to play the Cats and the Crows in that last five games, which is going to be number one and two, which is going to be tough. But Cats and the Crows sounds like a. If we beat them, we're James Taylor song. We're going to be good. Um, tell me who actually wins this year, though. Who wins? Oh, I'd love to say the Swans v, v Crow in the final. So the Crows look like... Adelaide Crows are number one. Like who's the Melbourne Storm? Are they, are they the Melbourne Storm or is there no real... No, Geelong Cats no slash um, Hawthorne are the okay. Melbourne Storm okay. of the okay. um, AFL. Yeah. But the Crows have been looking strong. There's no dominating team. That's excellent. Which is really in the fits. AFL. Yeah, no, I agree. And the top, I was looking at the top eight compared to what it was last year. There's... Three of the top eight teams who finished in the top eight last year aren't in the top eight at all okay. this year, which That's is... That's interesting. I might look at that for the NRL. Which is actually um, quite pleasing to see. Mm. Mike, what's happening with your uh, sports best friend? So last week we covered Arsenal in Sydney as part of their pre-season mm-hmm. uh, and that was really enjoyable. And obviously they have now travelled to China and they played Bayern Munich in Shanghai on Thursday night. So I found a very, very... Uh, Tenuous stream of the game. Um, biggest note for that game is the crowd. That city has got millions, millions more people in it, a lot of whom who mm. would support either Bayern or Arsenal. And or the, football because they're not going to say that And level. the stadium was not even, I would say, halfway. And I don't know what the capacity of that stadium is. Yep. Uh, but it just it lacked that energy that was there with the... But there is like a Shanghai team, like a Shanghai... Yeah, and I, to be honest, I didn't do my research and I thought they were playing a a Chinese team, but they weren't. So this is part of the International Champions Cup. So what was the score? The score for Bayern, so they drew one all at the end of the 90 minutes or the 94 or 95 minutes. It went to penalties, Arsenal won on penalties. Only if they could pull that out in Champions League. I know. I mean, it's a friendly... Unfortunately, Bayern looked incredibly dominant. So we played in Sydney against Wanderers and against Sydney FC. We looked like... That solid lead up. We've now gone to play Bayern and they looked very fit. Running rings around us. We found it hard to link anything together, but we did get a great late goal from Iwobi, a header that drew us to penalties and then we won. So a win is a win, as my old coach would tell you. But it wasn't convincing. Bayern looked unbelievable. Frank Ribery, who's played for Bayern, you know, he'd be 34 or 35 now. He's cutting up. Everybody, I think mm. his play in particular is is really amazing. A couple of notes. Obviously, the, the fitness for Bayern looks like they're way ahead of us in terms right. of their preparation for their, you know, uh, domestic league. 
Uh, we had a late change in Murdersacker, who was the captain and centre back, with roaring within, uh, not injury. Sorry, Say his name again. Murdersacker. Damn it! Because when I was playing like FIFA. 2016 or whatever it was on my iPad because I'm lame. I was always calling his name like Merchant. No. <laughs> but we know you can't read. So that's <laughs> that's right. A good German I name, that Merchant. He was great. So he withdrew and it's hard to lose your centre-back and captain to sickness and have to make a late change. That mm. meant that the back three, Monreal, Elneny and Bielek with the back three never played together. And against a team like Bayern, you would definitely want a back three that yeah, had some right. kind of chemistry would play together. Having said that, Elneny, uh, who's the Egyptian international was a really good, like he did it a very capable job. Uh, I think that's a hard thing to do because centre-back is definitely one of those positions that requires a lot of uh, now so. control under pressure. Right. right. Uh, in the second half, obviously, we did the big substitutes. A youthful team, so youthful. The, the oldest player was 27 on the pitch at that time. Jesus. Uh, it was Granit Xhaka, who's only played with Arsenal for about a year and he was the... The veteran of the team, so it sounds like they're probably still learning their names. There's so many new. There's so many <laughs> That's new. That's part of the fun of watching um, soccer is trying to pronounce all the names. Yeah. Yeah. But it, look, it was it was a win. It holds wasn't particularly it, holds it, holds it. Pass to center, back to wing, <laughs> pass to center. Um, it wasn't convincing as a game as an Arsenal fan. I didn't feel particularly confident right. in that win, but it's part of preseason, so. You know, arguably they're going to get better from here. Mm. Uh, in that game, the simulation, I mean, I know simulation is something that is a big issue in soccer, as in diving, essentially. Oh, okay. I was just going to ask uh, And I meant. just... Milking, as they call it's it. It's in, the in one NRL. thing for me that just ruins the game. Oh, uh, I can sport. understand um, over, overacting a foul if there has been a Had foul so the yeah. referee knows, particularly on challenges where you've broken away yeah. and it could be a yellow card, but the carry-on... You would think that these people were Hands on face. dying mm. of, of being eaten from the inside out by... <laughs> when you earn that lynches. money, I would be they, worried about my toenail too. I've never seen anyone in my life in so much, quote-unquote, pain yeah. as a lot of these people. And Arsenal did it, Bayern did it. Bayern's goal came from a penalty that was a out-and-out dive. Simulation. I think referees need to crack down, and they have done that, mm. now giving yellow cards for simulations, particularly oh, in the really? box. Yep. Yeah. In the FA Cup final, Chelsea's um, Victor Moses got a yellow card for a tackle and then dived in the penalty box, sent off. Who won wow. that game? Which is great to see, Arsenal. That's right. So that was great. Uh, who and would you, sorry to interrupt there, who would you say is the greatest simulator of all time? Because I'm, like, I'm a bit like you on this one. I've just got so anyone many. Anyone in the Italian league. I've just got so many. Oh, a Portuguese guy takes my... Um, Ronaldo? Oh, yes. Yeah. No. It's everywhere. It's awful. The only league that doesn't have it... Toddy. Is... Toddy in the uh, in, in, our, in uh, 06 when he was in the box. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the only league that doesn't have it is the Scottish Premier League and for them, uh, for that, I thank them for that. The officiating in the Bayern game was shit. The linesman couldn't get it right. Ricky Stewart, here he is. Two, three, here four times in a row. The referee had no idea what he was doing and that was frustrating. Arsenal well, what versus was he Chelsea. doing that you could see that was it, were they, it were calling well, up simulations or not calling simulations? Not, nothing to do with simulations, offsides. just calls in oh, general. Offsides. offsides were the biggest thing. He wasn't calling them. Wasn't, was doing the reverse call. So when it was onside, calling it off. When it was offside, no flag. Well, he's, so thinking, just, he's thinking about his last call. And Arsenal, players love, uh, Arsenal fans love to complain about the ref. But now we're going to move on to Chelsea, uh, which I watched last night. We hate Enc Chelsea, right? Encourage it. We do. We we loathe yeah. Chelsea. This Encouragingly enough, Chelsea. though, we looked really good. We looked like we could be the dominant team. It was very equal. Unfortunately, Chelsea linked together two goals just before the end of the second half, uh, put on the third. 
Uh, it goes to <laughs> show. Put on three. What was the score? <laughs> three nil. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. And it was a pumping. And wow. we showed really good possession, but we lack and have lacked that predatory instinct yes, instinct in the finish. box. You said that to before. finish. And Chelsea have mm. that in droves. Every time they get even remotely close mm. to the goal, anything could happen. We we don't have that same thing. Yeah, Lacazette, obviously, who we've bought to yeah. potentially give Do that. that instinct. I don't even know if he's got he that. He was. Um, very, he didn't really show much in that game. One would argue that it was the service that he was getting from the midfield. But is it managers or is it roster? It's hard to, it's hard to say. Mm. Could be either. But the Premier League are a bit like the NRL in terms of the London-based teams are a bit like the Sydney-based teams. Right. There's mm. rivalries and there's... Big rivalry. I mean, Chelsea... And there's more London prof- teams than anywhere else and things like that. Yes. That in the same city. Say, right, right, right. Yeah. So Chelsea are a London team, Arsenal are a London yep. team. Going back to simulation, uh, the goalkeeper came out and... Uh, had a bit of a collision with a Chelsea player. I can't remember who it was, but just the the carry on again. I mean, the guy had a bleeding nose. Sure. I mean, it's interesting watching league. <laughs> I mean, the guy's arm was falling off. Seeing sure, the guys but... in league go through. Yeah. Comparing that to this yeah. sport, but it don't. Is, That's the, the one thing that just ruins it for me. Uh, Cohen Bramwell, who's one of um, Arsenal's really young players, looked really outclassed by Chelsea. Looked confused. Obviously, you want to give your young players a run, but he looked like he was in over his head where he was playing on the left. Um, and he's been really great this whole preseason up until now, made a lot of errors. Mm. Chelsea didn't play that well. It was just the finishing that and obviously... And they still won 3-0. 3-0, and that's not a great scoreline. No. Arsenal looked... I've written here that Arsenal didn't look that bad, but in the end the scoreline... You've been listening place. to a Knights game, haven't you? Yeah. Knights <laughs> versus... They it they looks tried. like they're having fun. <laughs> yeah. right. They've flown a long way around the they world. Have, and look, this is the start of Chelsea's preseason. It's Chelsea though. No, but Chelsea's Chelsea have only just started their preseason. Oh, okay. We're midway through ours. We've been travelling a lot, so one would argue that maybe that's affected preparations. People have been sick. And obviously the heat in China is very humid. You They're know, both they cause... playing in the same city. I know. So that was not encouraging either. And that's what's happened this week in the Arsenal Great. preseason. Well, beautiful. Either of you have um, – well, I'm hoping that both of you have a <laughs> moment for this week. Thanks, Gus. Uh, I'm I'm under the impression that you, Mike and I, no, was it you and I? No, Mike and I have come up with the same wow moment where... Yes, I think so. We were both super excited that, old mate, you take it. Federer. Did what? Has won Wimbledon. And I think it's fantastic. Eighth time. It's fantastic Record that he has been circling around retirement, allegedly, for the last few this years. This is his superannuation tour. Yeah. <laughs> And he didn't drop a set. Away, didn't drop a set. It's great because he won the Australian Open earlier in the year. Yeah. He's such a great ambassador. Didn't for even the game. have to bother going to, fr- to mm. Paris for the French Open. Yeah, he can just take some time off. Exactly. I just think his attitude for me, overarching his wins, obviously, makes him the the he ultimate. He's a gentleman. He's a he gentleman. Didn't drop a set in Tycom, but did drop truth bombs on the next generation of tennis players in his in, in an interview later. He was saying insinuating that if he was a young player, that he should beat. Whoever's there now. version of himself. And I love it because he's right. We've got – he was the number one uh, – he was saying that him and Nadal were in one generation. The next generation really hasn't come and kicked him out yet and he isn't entitled to be winning Wimbledon's but, <laughs> but no one's come and got rid of him. It. Of course. Yeah. But he's too good. The fact that he didn't drop a set, he was just kind of like, that's come on, guy. Come on, guy. Yeah. Anyway. But it shouldn't take away from his, his victory oh, either. No. no. I don't I, think. But I love that he's even saying it. Mm. Yeah, other commentators might be saying it and that would be an insult to him, but he's just like, hey, has anyone noticed that someone should be beating me by now? Yeah. yeah. 
Yes, we have fed. Thanks for pointing out. Well, that's different to when Leighton Hewitt won Wimbledon. Everyone knocked themselves out. And yeah. He, yeah. Um, <laughs> Stephen Bradbury just Wimbledon. Take, he, yeah, well, that, don't take that Stephen Bradbury moment away from me. Yeah. No. The uh, ultimate moment in sports. You got a wow moment this week, Doogie Hauser? You segued myself into it. We've got the Tour de France. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tour de France, there are a lot of wow moments, but particularly for a Canberran at the moment, there's a young man called Michael Matthews who rides for Sunweb. Young, he's not a sprinter. Sunweb. 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 Team Sunweb. And he has Stephen Bradbury's way into the green jersey. Is there any other now, way to go? Yeah. The Tour de France isn't easy. It's not like a ride in the park. <laughs> that is the understatement of this You're going up and down, up and down, up and down. And it this looks guy. Cute. I watched that on TV. I struggled getting on a bike, let alone pedaling yeah. it. I could imagine nothing worse than that oh, level sure. of cardiovascular but Driving exercise. past that many delicious patisseries yeah, and not yeah, stopping exactly. at one. Exactly. And people offering you them. Yeah. But this guy. From early in the Tour de France, there was a massive incident, controversial, where um, two of the best sprinters in the world pretty much KO'd each other. Mm, One of them, Peter Sagan, rode Mark Cavendish literally into a barrier and he was... A ruthless tactic. He was ruled out, Mark Cavendish, for injury, but Peter Sagan was suspended from the tour Oof. for it. Mm. So Love there it. goes two of the top sprinters. Two excellent names for racing as Cavendish. well. Oh, they sound like white racers. And they are characters. But then you have Marcel Kittel, who's an amazing sprinter. Another great name. And he was dominating the green jersey. But then he wiped himself out in the oh. downhill stage of... Through, I think and those downhill outs. stages look really treacherous. Doesn't matter where oh, you are. It's nasty. Yeah, poor Richie really Port absolutely smashed I, I watched that. I watched those highlights with my mum and that was obviously... Oh, makes me quiver every time. Two weeks ago. That guy's sitting in a... Um, I think he's in Poland in a hospital somewhere there now. Don't yeah. know why he chose Poland. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's best um, healthcare. Best, best, best healthcare. healthcare. Yeah, but, yeah, Math- Michael Matthews stayed upright yeah, and he's got the last... <laughs> Sounds like your wife, his wife speaking. Michael last, Matthews stayed upright the entire time. <laughs> the last stage happens tonight, so they're riding into the Champs-Élysées and if he wins... The um, stage tonight. That, that I would say that's not a Stephen Bradbury moment, but no. so far Stephen there. Bradbury and he are like on the same Kellogg's cornflakes packet. Please, <laughs> I would buy that packet. Now, please tell me that that song "The Champs is a pretty street" comes in your head every time someone says it. No, you're looking at me. Oh, dang! That that song kills me. All right, let's um, move on to this. Watching from the sideline, watching like an eagle hawk. Watching from the sideline, watching like an eagle hawk. What have you found interesting this week, uh, Miguel? Uh, I've been following the Dugan and Ferguson bender in the uh, Lennox Head pub. I would like to preface this by saying that I do not support Blake Ferguson in any anything he does capacity, <laughs> football or otherwise. Even in the, I when think he's he for a, a Can we have a code name where we don't mention his name anymore? Fergie Ferg. Fergie Ferg. Fergus. That makes him worse than he already is. But Fergie Ferg sounds like well, okay. And I'd we've obviously touched on up. my how I appreciate Dugan as a player. Yeah. I think he's a really Secret talented life. NRL player. And I know he struggled with addiction off field, uh, obviously when he got dismissed from the Raiders, but I more I now see that his implicit ignoring of what Ferguson has done has tainted my, mm. you know, uh, perception of him as a player mm. and as a person. Despite that, I think the media beat up obviously is a time-old tradition in sports and any other They're looking for someone to blame, yeah. Area. Two I good think targets. to come out almost a fortnight after the game and if you're Ricky Stewart, blame the loss of the Blues on the alleged bender, quote-unquote, mm. at the pub. I thought his major thing was that they should have been banned 
before. A long this, time ago. In 2013. But who else came out? Gallon came out as well, yeah. I think. And a lot of people sa- implying the assertion <laughs> of what they're saying is that they lost us the game. Now, yeah. they didn't play particularly well. Dugan dropped a whole bunch of balls. He did score a try. Blake I'm Ferguson. just going to there. Because Blake Ferguson, lest we forget, the reason... Well, when he was charged with sexual assaulting that lady was when he was out celebrating the fact that he'd been picked in 2013 for Origin with Dugan and other people. Yeah. So I'm just pointing that in there in this in this whole. Please thing. do, and I'm I'm interested to see what you guys think because I don't I on a very pragmatic level I don't think that visit to the pub has anything to do right. little if anything to do with the technical play of Origin on right. that night. You can't go past any other performance and blame it on those two right. alone. Having said that, there's a lot of mixed stories about what their visit actually was. People say they were there for six hours, eight hours, yeah. visiting mates, having uh, a punt. There's going to yeah. be hearsay. You know, yeah. there's definitely hearsay. And so I think um, it frustrates me that that gets so much attention when really that should be at New South Wales's discretion to deal with that long before it ever happens. If you know that these guys have a... But Ricky Stewart's just taking think? a leaf out of Blake Ferguson's book, blaming someone. Yeah, Blake Ferguson lets a try in. Yeah, exactly. Try in, blame I mean, someone else. One could see it that way. So I've been blame, watching blame. that pretty closely. I think my overarching view is that Ferguson's a scumbag. Dugan, I think in his implicit ignorance of what Ferguson has done in his past mm. yeah. history is just as bad and I find myself slowly drifting away from the Dugan camp. Kevy Walters set a precedent with his young origin yes, stars. Point. Thank you for bringing that up. And he suspended... Hold on, for he, those people who don't know, about two or three years ago there was an emerging Queensland team. It had people like... Had three or four players who... who about five of the players from who, this series. Who, who debuted this year. He refused to let them back when they didn't turn up after curfew. Not because they were drunk or anything stupid. Yeah. They didn't turn up to curfew and they said, you are done. You know, have a good couple of years away from Origin because you're not going to be part of it. Then that, that t- they gave them those, uh, they gave them a certain number of years. It may have been two or something like that. And, and then th- after that two years, they've been put back in a camp. Those guys are never going to do anything that stupid again. Yeah, and they were stars this year. Dylan Harper, Valentine that Holmes. got with drinking yeah. and drugs and is not uncommon in any league, or humans. any rugby league thing That's right. at all. Yeah. Here's my take on it. They are, and and this is borrowed a lot from other podcasts I listen to, so please let me preface that. Well, they've helped me cement my idea. You get to play professional football for 10 years if you're lucky. You can't take 10 years where you don't act like a normal person. Normal people, sure, they can drink six six days before something important happens. But if you're a professional doing a rep side of something, then you just don't. Go and have a drink yeah. for no reason. And more and, and we put that aside, if we accept that that's true, New South Wales is so different to Queensland in that you get a day off, Queensland go to a remote Queensland town and they, they just meet people. Yeah. They're just walking down the street, literally walking. There are videos of them walking down the street, shaking people's hand, blah, blah, blah. New South Wales has a day off, some of them play golf. Some of them, they split up to go that to the That was another family. point of those Some articles. Some split up to go to the pub. The I mean, this is shit. So we should introduce some crocheting into the um, <laughs> Anything. Yeah. We used to do horse riding with Junior Pierce was coaching. One of them fell off the horse and got injured. But that's not the point. <laughs> the point is when you, because other blokes came out like a last saying, oh, you know, they're allowed to have a drink at a pub. They're, they're men, they're allowed to do that. Sure, okay. They certainly did that in the 80s and 90s, but they did it together. Andrew Johns would drink anyone down to the table, but he would drink them all together under the table. Mm, yeah. He wouldn't be by himself in a New South Wales camp. And that's that I think is what's drilling him because he, he's happy for people to have a drink. He encourages it. That's probably a reason he does want to be coach. 
because mm. he's worried about how much he'll have to drink with one of the table. That's but right. That part of his life is that's, that's right. the thing that drilled me the most, that they would separate from the club, go and meet a whole bunch of Dugan's friends and just hang out with those guys. Well, that's the culture back. that they're talking about that needs yeah. to be. I just don't think it deserved any kind of media time. I think the okay. assertion that the Blues loss was related to that in any... I thought it came out, though, in the story of, like, Fafita was told he was going to be put on the bench and he said no, and there was this whole bunch of things about how yeah, Laurie was wasn't strong of... enough and I'd this is an example. I'd love to ask you this question, and we don't have to answer it now, it'd be great for the future pods, is that arguably this stuff happens in every code of football in mm. Australia and overseas. Mm. Why is it that league either doesn't, like, isn't very good at sweeping it under the rug? Like, there is no doubt that the drinking and drug culture... Because Sydney cares. Of, of union and even of soccer is probably there. Yeah. But we never see it. It's but something n- happened recently with AFL with a guy who's the head of media or something like that. AFL's probably the second. AFL up, have put themselves in a lot of trouble yeah. recently. Yeah, but we don't hear about it anywhere near as much because we're in Sydney. I think it, in other, I think yeah. it's just because it's popular here and it makes money. Yeah. But there's Talking a lot of dedicated rugby league reporters these days, so they've got that's to find true. stories too. Yes, exactly so. right. And so I think that plagues the game, but exactly. that's all I'm going to say on They're that. They're always so competing. Love to hear your thoughts. Um, big T, I'm going to do um, Mayweather being a serial domestic violence offender. That's what I'm looking at at the moment with those two boys coming up to their fight and things like that. Um, I'm going to talk about what he did and why no one should support him. These came from at MickeyB2Z3, who's a reporter in America. Uh, Mayweather has had at least seven assaults on five women that have resulted in arrest or citation. So they're not like possible things. These have happened. Uh, some examples, in 2001, he allegedly struck the mum of a ki- of his kids in the face with a car door and then punched her several times. He pleaded guilty in those counts and received a suspended six-month jail sentence and a $3,000 fine. $3,000 fines. Piss. If I was um, Floyd Mayweather's a payment, I'd be wearing headgear just to keep my ears intact because that sounds like some other famous boxer. Yeah. <laughs> Insert name here. Yeah, he did 48 hours of community Pike service Bison. for that as well. That's right. For attacking two women at a Las Vegas nightclub in 2003, he was found guilty on two counts of domestic battery. He was given a suspended six-month prison sentence for each as well as a $500 fine for each count. Wow, for the money team. In 2010, and he's called like Floyd Money, make his money. His team is yeah. called The Money Team. In really? 2010, he attacked the mother of three of his children at his home and punched her in the head. His oldest son called the police. Do we have to keep listing these? He did a plea deal. Well, I want to make sure everybody understands this human. He did a plea deal to domestic assault and pleaded no contest to harassment charges, serving two months of a 90-day sentence. Questioned last year about his abusive behaviour, Mayweather showed little remorse. He noted that there was no pictures of any of the things he did. This is the highest paid sportsman in the world. If you support Floyd Mayweather, you are supporting a man that punches women in the face, unquote, Michael Beveridge. And I thought that was an incredibly thing. I mean, I don't know anything about boxing and that's on purpose. But aside from that, fuck this guy. Regardless of this fight, no sensible, reasonable person should support this man. Not only do I personally not support him, I do while wholeheartedly supporting white ribbon campaigns. And so in summary, fuck that guy forever. Anyway, I've settled down now. And uh, I don't think I really need to. Doctor, have you you got a... uh, I just don't know what to say. Have you got a... I've obviously like uh, It's like flabbergasted by that. What a guy. History of violence. But there... And there still be such a public... Being the... It's pathetic. It's pathetic that anyone... I, I'm going to side with Big T on this one. That, that it's, if, if I even knew someone personally like you, P-Doctor, tomorrow you came out and said, oh, I fucking love this Mayweather guy, I would, I would 
look at you in a very different, different way. way. Yeah, great point. Yeah. And that's because I've known you for a very long time. And I, and I would accidentally constantly bring it up. Yeah. Like we'd be having dinner six months later and I'd be like, you know that Mayweather guy, blah, 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 until you finally recognise that he's a massive tool. I just hope that something, something good happens in the fight that puts it to an end. He, uh, or there is a court case before him that doesn't let him earn money from that fight. Yeah, yeah. they <laughs> are earning bars. insane it's money ridiculous. from that fight. And and from all reports on on social media, there is no way he does Mayweather doesn't win that no, fight. There's no way. And I have no time for him. I have no time for UFC as a sport either. But that's going down another rabbit yeah. hole. I just think that this whole beat up mm. of these two, I just I have little to no interest or time. It's hard to watch a blood nose in the Chelsea Arsenal game, let alone. I was scarred by that. <laughs> by that, for sure. Now, have you got anything that's interesting you at the moment in the world of sport, Doctor? Uh, it comes back to the Knights. The Knights, Newcastle Knights, mm. there's a whole bunch of things being interesting to me about the Newcastle Knights. We could start with the sale of the Newcastle Knights. Oh, yeah, West. Yeah, to West's group. So yeah. NRL have probably been struggling to make any money with the with the Newcastle Knights on the books as well as the Gold Coast mm-hmm. Titans, but they've made a sale to the West Group. Haven't it hasn't gone past the shareholders yet, so it's not a guaranteed thing, but it's looking positive. Yeah. So there's the first bit of interesting news. I hope that works out well for the Knights because the last guy, Nathan Tinkler, he got <laughs> he got Wayne Bennett Another there. Another great to, surname. He got Wayne Bennett there for a little while to try and help out, but um, the Dragons were sensible enough to get rid of Nathan Brown and I don't think he's a coach, is he? Yeah, I think he might be on to something there. I don't think there. he's a coach. I'm I pretty like sure he was an underrated halfback. Yeah. Um, he used yeah. to have hair. Not <laughs> he saying did some about good hair. things. The problem is they're doing the whole England football league thing again. So when people go to England and play well in Super League, they start to think, hey, that guy... Actually, why did we get rid of that player? He's yeah, all right. Yeah. And the same thing happened with Nathan Brown. He, he coached Dragons, wasn't great. They moved over to the Super League. He may have won something there or anyway, he did an excellent job with someone. Yeah. And then just get him back. Yeah. Let's get him in here. Yeah. But again, I mean, as Gus Gould keeps saying about any coach, who do you put in there instead? Yeah. There's no, mm. I mean, maybe Tuvi. Tuvi's not going to go down there. No, definitely not. But mm. that's only one part of it. There's another great news story from Brett, um, Trent Hodkinson. Mm. There was oh, a. I saw yes. that. There was a. He. Curry Curry High School, there's a um, young woman there who's suffering from a terminal illness, which is very sad to hear. Yeah. And the school has done so much for this young lady because to see out her um, wish of having a formal, school formal. Right. And so they've done that so early in the year. And her date to the school formal was Trent, Trent Hodkinson. Hodkinson. Doesn't it break your heart? I mean, I mean, it warms your heart it warms while your heart, it breaks. It's yeah. devastating like, at the same time. You don't know, you don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, sad or happy. And good on him. He, yeah, but the amount of time that they, the school community, obviously give to that young lady, yep. and then to also reach out to a um, wow. a club who, yeah. Yeah. and he's um, a good looking bloke. Yeah, I mean, they're, well, they're going to be great. He's barely fitted into his suit. He's got some guns on him. That yeah, guy. You did. <laughs> so, so that's. I'm glad you brought that up. That yeah, was that's a great news a nice story. end to the. And the other great thing was. Um, the fact that a lot of news people ran with it instead of because mm. we get so many negative stories, it was so great to say. I think it was the front page or the back page of the telly yeah. and the Herald. That's great. And that knocked off my third and final Newcastle Night story of Nathan Brown having a go at the journalist about. Yeah, you always spinning. focus on bad. Oh. Bad things? Is that what he was buying yeah, up about? He was yeah. One when of are you going to write something good? Yeah, Robert asked him something about something and he was just like, well. Was it yeah. with the sale of the of the no. to buying Wests? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, that might be a good news story, but you'll have to you write a good news yeah. one. That's not going to work for you. Or 
There's something about a person's been charged recently. Channeling is in a Ricky Stewart towards. Yeah. No, but this Ricky Stewart blame for no Laurie, reason. This was excellent. Yeah, Dane Laurie has been charged with shooting a gun at a house and recklessly. Yeah, and to link him with the Newcastle Knights, who he used to play with. Yeah. yeah. So hold on, he used he did a preseason in 2003. He exactly. never played first exactly. grade. Exactly. So yeah. and then they were just like Newcastle That's Knights NRL player looking yeah. for something yeah. to exactly. yeah. So Nathan Brown the was within his league. Yeah. To, yeah. Absolutely. Drop off at that bus and didn't, stop. And didn't go out to find him. The reporter, I think his name's Robert something, asked him a question. He was just like, oh, click, click, I'm yes. so glad you're here. <laughs> yes, good gun reference. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to tipping. And, uh, Uncle Tim, I'm going to ask you to write down these uh, tipping things. Titans and Panthers, Dragons and Manly were the only two games that you and I differed from last week. Uh, you chose the Titans, I chose the Panthers, so I was up by one. But then today I had chosen Manly and you had chosen chosen the Dragons. And so you and I ended up equal, equal which tipping. is upsetting for me. Round 21, Thursday, July 27th. This is being played on Channel 9, free, live and free on Channel 9. Grass. Pepper Stadium, Panthers are playing the Bulldogs. What do you think, Doctor? Got to be the Panthers. What do you think? Panthers. Okay, great. So the three of us are tipping Panthers. This would be great. Friday, easy for you, Uncle Tim. Friday, July 28th, uh, the first, the pub game, as this week in league likes to call it, only playing on Fox. Warriors and Sharks at, in New Zealand? Warriors and Sharks. Sharkies. Yeah, Sharks. The lame, we're all tipping Sharks. Later the game, We're Eels. such good friends. We tip all the same teams. <laughs> Let's hold hands and tip together. <laughs> what uh, Eels and Broncos at ANZ Stadium live and free on Channel 9. Eels. Eels. Nice, joking. Broncos. Hang it. Ooh, I'm going. I've got the Broncos here too. Fine. Great. We're all doing the Broncos. Move Saturday. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Dragons. <laughs> Saturday the 29th of July. The Jets. I tip the Jets. Knights, Dragons at... Gee, I'm hungry at McDonald's Jones Stadium. I'll yeah. put it in there. Yeah, I'm also putting drinks. Rabbits and Raiders. Hold on, hold on. What's the condescending um, line oh. of that game? Who can who can pick the line? Even though, I mean, the Dragons are obviously over the top of the Knights. Knights? The, the Knights. The, the Knights. Come back to me. <laughs> the Come back to you. Anyway, the Rabbits and Raiders at ANZ. Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, okay, I think Raiders. Roosters and Cows. Well, this might split us finally at Allianz. Roosters. Oh, it's, that's a tough one. Hurts a, me, hurts me to say the yeah. Roosters. No, I'll take Cows. Excellent. Uh, Sunday, July 30th. Uh, the first game there is Storm and Seagulls. Ooh, Amy Park. Storm. Storm. Yeah, because Manly looks shit today. Yeah. Oh, I'll take Manly. Sure. And no one else can change their tips? <laughs> just making in. sure everybody's locked in. No, I'm locked in after that. Great, because Cameron Smith and Billy Slater are both injured. And Doesn't matter. Titans. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Titans, the woeful Titans that, that couldn't possibly get a win this weekend are playing against, oh, what does it say? Oh, the Mighty West Tigers. It's got to be Wests. I can't tip against the West. I've never have. Yeah, great. Okay, good. And that also means we'll be recording later because that's playing the 4 o'clock game. Uh, now, let's have a look more importantly at these things that I'm going to play in just a minute. Oh, no, maybe I don't have it now. Let's see. I hereby declare Miami to be Smooth Jimmy's Lock of the Week. 
Lock of the week. As if we couldn't get enough Simpsons references in this podcast. I could do a lot worse. Smooth Jimmy Apollo's lock of the week. How'd you go with this one, Fat Mike? Oh, uh, obviously Oh, lock. sorry. No, no, no. I just wanted to go back over. I've written here, written here. How did Mike's locks on the Titans go? Bad. Bad, great. He gave us How a did yeah. my lock on the Roosters go? Good. Who is your lock of the week now, Fat Mike? Uh, I think a lock is boring if it's actually a mortal lock. So this week I'm going to go to the Dragons. I think after this win <laughs> that their, their attitude is definitely increased it's and they realise the... An attitude increase. Positively. A positive right. increase in attitude. I think they're going to be my lock of the week. Over the Knights. Yes. So you're trying to do the same about how I'm not going to do a massive lock, but you've picked the team playing the Knights. <laughs> That's just, right. Just Fuck like hell, I hope they win. Just like the biggest Tiger did last week. Everyone oh, against sure. the Knights. Yeah. I, I'm, but Actually, I let me take say... that back. I thought my lock was great last week because the you're Titans was a terrible lock. Mm. Perhaps uh, I'm now leaning towards an actual lock. Who have you got, Doctor? I've got uh, the Crows to beat um, Collingwood. Okay. So Collingwood are cracking sign. Crows are number one. That's... Uh, yeah, you're, you're tipping an upset. Am I no, 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 no. He's no, tipping a lock. Okay, great, great, uh, this is a lock of the week, yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking the Milwaukee Brewers in the Major League Baseball to take to beat uh, the Phillies tonight because the Brewers are number one and the Phillies are number zero. So it's similar to Melbourne playing <laughs> number zero, oh, number the play, infinite yeah, losers. Sandwich bets. Well, first of all, let's just. I'm not going anywhere near. My this. I got one. I got uh, tricked into one last week, and uh, I'm I'm happy I'm little out. Vegemite over there. I'm out. If you get a sandwich, it's going to be bread well, and water. First of all, let's do the one that I was talking about before that that Des Hasler gets out coat like gets booted by this year. By the end of the season, he's so that was going in correlation with the Cowboys sinking below the Tigers. No, it was the dogs sinking below the Tigers. Yeah, sorry, yeah, the dogs sinking below the Tigers and Des being kicked. There's a guarantee that's hand in hand. Okay, but so well, do you want to take one? You want to just say the dogs will end up lower than the Tigers? This well, year? for the viewers at home, I'm hoping that we can have one that's viewing more, it through their ears. That's more um, not like a sandwich, but I make this week to next week. So Des Hasler's job is on the line this week in the press. No, I'm not that's taking mine. That, that's mine. Oh, no, I will take it because that might not happen. Okay, we're shaking hands for everybody at home. Well, like, did you have any other sandwich bets before I wrap no. this up? No, fuck no. I do have one, but it's just I don't know if to put it on there because I sandwiches aren't. I've, oh, oh, if you're ready. So do I. But <laughs> Close your mouth but now. <laughs> Hawthorne, who have made the finals for the last bajillion, bajillion years, I don't think I've, they've ever... Been out of the final series in my mm-hmm. um, upkeep with the AFL. Uh, sitting at number nine at the uh, number nine, no number twelve, sorry. And they're not looking great for the finals. They're ten points out of the um, top eight. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting a sandwich on that they won't make like the a, finals. A, but a there's no way. I'm also betting on. You just talked me into that bet. There's no way I'm doing it. But when have they not made the um, finals? I don't know. Well, well, is that a latecomer? Well, I don't know a lot about AFL, so I'm going to steer clear of that bet. I'm not touching the bet either. Thanks, Hugo. Well, like all imperial dynasties of China, we've come to an end. Jeez, this one felt good, though, boys. Feels so good to have the first great squad all together and firing on all cylinders. Thanks for coming in and feeling the side on the of this side of the ironing board. Uh, you're both going to be back next week? Yeah, for sure. Great. Well, tune in, listeners, to find out from the doctor who took a shot at goal, missed but still was given a point. Luke Brooks. Or from... (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, I was digging it, AFL. Thank you very much. Ooh. Miguel telling us the excitement of watching people pretend to hurt themselves well enough to be given a chance to kick a ball, a round ball, and a man standing very close wearing gloves. And from me explaining in nauseating detail how the West Tigers can still win the NRL Premiership again. Talk to you then, sports best friends. Adios.